0: This is Inside the New South Wales Police Force. Real cops, real stories. I'm your host, Adam Shand. This week, we farewell the recruits of Class 357 from the New South Wales Police Academy. After 16 weeks, they're ready for their first probationary roles. This podcast is sponsored by Police Bank. Police Bank is run by members for its members. That means they'll do more than any other bank to support you and those you care about. As there are no external shareholders, profits are returned to members in the form of competitive interest rates, products and services, along with many of the additional discounts and benefits. What's more, if you're on the New South Wales Police Force payroll, we'll even send you your pay a day earlier than scheduled, one of the many reasons to bank with Police Bank. Police Bank's award-winning unsecured personal loan offers competitive variable and fixed rate options. All designed to be tailored to suit your needs and budget. From the latest in big ticket electronics, white goods and household items, to holidays, cars, boats and bikes, Police Bank will assist you to find the best applicable rate on your personal loan. This segment is sponsored by Charles Sturt University, providing education for police and law enforcement. After 16 weeks on the campus of the New South Wales Police Academy, it's attestation day for Class 357. After so many mornings on a cold and lonely parade ground, the stands are full of family friends, dignitaries and senior officers. Commissioner Karen Webb takes the probationary constables through their oath of office.
1: Good morning, 357. Please, substituting your own name for mine, repeat after me. I, Karen Leanne Webb, do swear,
2: do
1: do solemnly, sincerely, sincerely, and truly declare and affirm,
0: affirm,
1: that I will and truly serve, serve, our our Sovereign Lord the King.
0: The staff of the Academy never weary of these occasions. To see these new constables in all their diversity, confident and ready for their policing careers, is a source of constant pride. Senior Sergeant Lisa Corby is a session two coordinator at the Academy.
2: It's the finalisation of, as well as the start of, a a journey in, in their policing career. So to me, it's the accumulation of the last 16 weeks at the Academy, the previous 16 weeks Online studying to finally attest as probationary constable of police. But it's also the start of the next part of really their real journey as a police officer.
0: Yeah. And within days, they go from the cloistered environment of tertiary education and marching up and down, doing all the protocols, to suddenly being in a station and it's real. They're going out and doing calls. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know what other course at university level offers you straight to the front line, straight to dealing with the public the way that becoming a police officer does through the academy system.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I can't think of too many others either where you are, even though you're on probation for the first 12 months and you're still doing your studies during that first year, you are a qualified police officer from the minute you start, which is generally the Monday after the parade on Friday.
0: Not even a long weekend.
2: Nope. (laughs) I think some that have to travel very far. I think maybe some of our uh, students who end up in Broken Hill might get the Monday, Tuesday off to actually get all the way out there. But for most of them, they hit the ground running Monday morning.
0: Because one of the questions that often gets asked by people before they go into the system is, can I get to the station that I want? Where will I be posted? How does that system actually work?
2: Yeah, so that's done by our placements section, a completely separate section to the academy. Students get to have preferences, but there's no guarantee they get to go where they want. So really, they're joining the New South Wales Police, could be anywhere in New South Wales. We try and accommodate as best they can where people have obviously particular circumstances that really can't allow them to move, carers' responsibilities, sick kids, that sort of thing. They get some preferences given to them. However, in general
0: terms, really, you can go anywhere in the state, The one common denominator is that you will be on a van with your colleagues at that station that you attend. That first morning on the van, do you remember it when you came out of Goulburn and and began your career? It's a stretch from a memory
2: (laughs) there, Adam. It's it's,
0: uh, it's been a couple of
2: years since that one. No, I do. I do. I do. I certainly remember it well. The uh, Monday morning in uh, September of 99, walking into Bankstown Police Station, absolutely terrified, and excited all in one go.
0: Yeah. And what was that first day like? Do you recall?
2: It was uh, pretty much straight into it, as, as best I can remember. We, uh, I can even remember the person who I worked with on my very first shift. And I can even remember the very first job that I went to. <laughs> so a little bit of a car accident, just did a set of traffic lights in Condal Park. It's amazing what you, you can remember sometimes of those little moments of day one.
0: Indeed. And the reality that you out there, you're out there serving the public. And all those lessons that you've had on the academic side, all the protocol stuff, all the advice and training about how to carry yourself as a member of the New South Wales Police Force is now on the line. I mean, how do you prepare the students for that first day as a probationary constable? What's the final turning out process, if you like, if there is one?
2: So their last two weeks post exams are really honed into that specific things they're going to do once they hit the street. So they have a whole raft of lectures from people in the field come in and would we'll talk about some specific things about what their career will look like moving forward, really just for the next segment. They also get to meet who their Edos, their education development officers that they'll actually have at their station, they get to meet them which at least then they have a familiar face to see when they go to their police station on their first day. For their first at least six weeks, they'll be what we refer to as three ups. So there'll be their field training officer, them and another police officer. So there'll be three of them. They're still expected to do the role of a police officer, but they will certainly have that support during that first, predominantly the first six weeks or until the time that, that they deem them at a stage where they've developed enough to then be two on a truck. They'll never be by themselves, though, for for at least the first 12 months.
0: So what's that probationary period all about? What levels do they have to reach, as you say, to get to the next stage of being two up on a truck and and eventually even one up? Yeah,
2: so it's over three sessions. We refer to it as their year two studies.
0: And what
2: they'll do is, whilst they'll still do some academic work as well, they'll also do some work around what we call an operational portfolio. And each session, they build on it. So for their first session, session three, they refer to as me, me being session two. So session three, they'll do things like they'll just observe and tick off having observed some of the activities being done. Session four, it goes to the, the next level of where they're observed doing it, but still with some support. And in session five, where they take the lead until such a time where they've taken the lead in all of the jobs that they will be expected to do as
0: a constable, and then they move forward into confirmation. And how long can people expect to wait before they start to get the preferences they want? I mean, everyone wants to go to the dog squad or particular stations in Sydney, but it's not always possible. But at a certain point in time, the police force is not about keeping you in one place. It's a place where you can develop your career. What sort of opportunities to express yourself and your preferences in your career come up as you go through?
2: Different ones at individual stations. So there's a three-year tenure period that you remain at your station for three years to begin with. However, within that station, it's not necessarily three years of just general duties can be but they have proactive crime teams um, and other sections that they'll get to go and look at and generally in that beginning probationary period they'll get to go and spend some time in those other sections spend some time with the detectives spend some time in the domestic violence team that sort of thing so they can see what actually is out there and how these other sections support general duties so
0: but post three years uh, the the options are endless. You mentioned domestic violence. General duties officers spend something like 40 to 60% of their time attending domestic violence incidents and trying to resolve them. It's a fraught area of policing. It's very challenging and it's hard to get right. It's a test of the maturity and the levels to which people have attained their competency, I guess.
2: Yeah, you're very right. To then go into people's homes, dealing with interpersonal relationships, that sort of thing, in their moment of crisis for a young 19, 20, 21 year old it certainly does take a level of maturity and that maturity comes very quickly once you get out there and start doing those things. So we try and prepare them here obviously with their weapons lessons and their scenarios and all of that that they do but it's a very steep learning curve to go into that environment and try to assist people in their time of crisis really.
0: It's really exciting, but for you, you stay there at Goulburn, Another class rolls through, another one comes. You've already onto three, five, eight, and three, five, nine. Is it a bit sort of Groundhog Day for you, or do you do you form attachments to particular classes and particular recruits?
2: I don't find it Groundhog Day because they still manage to surprise me. There's still always something unique every class for something I haven't heard of that comes out of left field or or what it is. And I guess every class has different individuals, so it changes. Although by the time it gets to the end of the 16 weeks, yeah, I'm ready for them to go. I'm ready for the next new lot to, <laughs> to entertain, <laughs> but it's it's such a special part for them to go and then see the next lot come in. Yeah, I, I don't find it groundhog
0: at all. Good. And this series has also been about people like you who are there as part of their careers. And I think it must be interesting, gratifying when you pick up the paper and you see the actions of a police officer you've mentored and and, and trained there in in session two. Does that give you a sense of pride when you see them going out into the world? Of course that's proud to to see.
2: Anyone that I've worked with along the way that you see something special about is always something nice. Actually, even the other day, I I got a phone call from one of the students that I tested in the December class, three, five, six they were, just to check in and say, hey, Sarge, I'm still going well, this is great.
0: It must be very gratifying.
2: Yeah, very nice. I've told him he needs to ring me when he gets his stripe. That's the next phone call, as in when he gets confirmed.
0: Class 357 is having its last moment on the parade ground as recruits. They've come so far in 16 weeks of drill classes. It seems like a different group to those who arrived four months ago. Their performance before the assembled guests and a huge media audience is absolutely flawless the parade ground it's a symbolic place it's a stage it's a public stage when they attest what does it symbolize in terms of police of the past present and future
2: i think in saying that the, the, the past present and future that's the, the big symbol is that every police officer from the Probationary and Constable to the Commissioner of Police have been on that parade ground. Some attested on the Oval before the parade ground existed. But I think what's special is, is that that is the thing that we all do and that we all share, to have that special moment on that one day of swearing your oath or your affirmation to become a police officer, all occurs in that place. And it's that start of that journey for everyone. Regardless of what rank you are, what job you're in, whether you're a detective, whether you're general duties or dog squad, they all start there. That I will
1: cause, that I will cause His, Majesty's peace His Majesty's peace to be kept and preserved, to be kept and, preserved. And, that I will and that I will prevent to the best of my power, to the best of my power. all offences against that peace.
0: The oath is an important moment. Of course, you, you all know what's in it, but to hear the Commissioner say it and for you to repeat it, what's the impact of that in terms of the commitment you're making to the people of New South Wales?
2: Well, and, and that's where you, you're swearing it, isn't it? It's it's that moment of actually saying it out loud. We actually sign one as well, which is the formality part of it. The actual saying of it is the part that is special and that's what means something. And then that's where the state sees that that's what we're there to do, uphold His Majesty's Peace, which sounds now weird saying His Majesty's Peace. So very used to saying Her Majesty's Peace.
0: The attestation ceremony is also a moment to farewell retiring police, including the protocol instructor, Sergeant Tony Wade, we followed through his last class, 357.
1: After 40 consecutive parades as the parade sergeant, Sergeant Wade will now hand the pay stick to Sergeant Pearsall marking the completion of a distinguished career in the New South Wales Police
2: Force.
0: With the final drill move done, the attestation for these new police is over and as one, they pitch their caps into the air. <laughs> I noticed that at the end of all this, recruits all threw their hats up in the air. Sergeant Tony Wade Went down on one knee. I thought he was going to kiss the kiss the tarmac, but he just put his hand down there and you could see what that surface meant to him and what his sense of mission was while being a police officer.
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a couple of little special photos there of, of that that have done the rounds. Just that that touching of of really what he saw as his parade ground, as well as all of ours. But it was just, it
0: was a special place for him because of his role. We've now got Sergeant William O'Brien taking over. The business of the academy rolls on. How are the next crew going?
2: Yeah, really well, actually. So, 358, which are my class, we're right towards the end of them. They've been a great class, very, very lucky, very pleased with them. Then, now we've also got 359, who are in the earlier stages. They seem to be tracking along quite well as well, which is nice.
0: And there's always that box of tissues on the desk if they need it. And let me thank you for your contribution to the people of New South Wales through attention to duty and and determination to make better police officers. It makes a difference. I hope you always remember that. And thank you for being a really important part of our podcast.
2: Thanks, Adam. appreciate it.
0: That was Senior Sergeant Lisa Corby on saying goodbye to another group of new police. This segment was sponsored by Charles Sturt University, providing education for police and law enforcement. We're taking a mid-season break now, and we'll be back soon with more stories from inside the New South Wales Police Force. Thank you so much for listening. To find out more about any of our products discussed on today's episode, search Police Bank Inside New South Wales Police. Alternatively, speak to one of the Police Bank team on 131-728. Inside the New South Wales Police Force podcast is produced by piccolo podcasts and media productions host adam Shan, producers andrew mensel and courtney Besgrove. for new south wales police amy hosking christian schweitzer sergeant emma key sergeant megan knight and senior constable ash bold original music by anthony bray and the new south wales police force band